When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, welcome to another episode of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Good to be here. Happy New Year. This is episode 186A. Oh, we're moving right along into the new year with... Flying colors, hopefully. Uh, and some guests coming. I got ooh, Nate Thompson coming up soon. Trevor Gillies, very tough guy, delivered me one of the hardest punches I've ever taken. No joke. Against Peoria in the East Coast League about 2003. Holy fuck, was it a punch. One of those where, uh, yeah, just seeing stars. Had to remind myself where I was. It's happened with him, Ryan Vandebush, and Mark Morrow. Not that Ty Domi's punches weren't tough. It's just uh, sometimes where you get hit, you're right, how good you get. I mean, Domi hit me hard. Gillies hit me like in the jaw as I was coming into a punch. Just it looked awful. Mm. And I was wondering who the fuck it was. And then, of course, he made his way quickly to the American League and then to the NHL. Anyway, good to be with you. Oh, and this Friday, I got Mike McNamee. Now, some of you guys that follow the Quebec League 
Canadian University, the miners will know Mike. Mike McNamee, it's M-C-N-A-M-E-E. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. So he's become a musician, okay? Calls himself Boston Levi. Uh, at least I thought that until I booked him on Friday, and it's the band is now Boston Levi. So he'll tell me all about that. I'm looking forward to it. I've known about him for years through a buddy, Cody Donahue, played in the queue in Quebec, where Mike played for a year. I've never met the guy, and I ran into his representation this summer. I was at a concert. It was a uh, J.J. Wilde uh, Collective Soul concert, and some of the people there I knew that managed J.J., and I believe are also managing Mike. So anyway, the topic came up and I said, you know, I'd love to have a contact for this guy. And we got speaking and he's going to come on on Friday. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So if you're a music fan, a hockey fan, major, junior, college, pro, whatever, uh, I think this guy's going to have a lot to say. I really respect people who, <coughs> you know, might be doing one thing, doesn't have to be hockey. And then they take a complete 180, maybe because I was forced into that position. Although I never thought, I never looked like you might, might a lot of people say, oh, you know, you got into acting from hockey and then being an author, you know, so many total changes. I, I never really looked at it as that different of a palette that I was working with. Like it all kind of derived from hockey. So like I went back to school. I, I took folklore. I guess that was a little bit of a bit, bit of a stretch. And I loved folklore more for looking into my own Newfoundland roots. I love history. And it was kind of an, a, a route to study history without actually studying, you know, the major wars and, and figures and all that. It was, I, I, what I like to study was times and traditions, superstitions, things like that. And while I was in there, I wrote tales of a first round nothing. And that really is directly related to hockey. I mean, it's my life. Then, you know, all the acting stuff I got kind of through hockey, like hockey paved the way for all of that. And nothing that I've done even now. I mean, yeah, I act and I do stunts, but the biggest thing I play is a hockey player. And I'm sure I got it because I played hockey or at least something to do with that. My, my look, the tooth's gone because of hockey. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I mean, it's great for Shorzy, but it also comes in handy when I play a gangster, or I don't know, a pimp, a drug dealer, fucking crackhead. I've played it all, you know, not at all. I don't, I'm not trying to sound like some big actor, some thespian. I mean, when I get asked to do a gig, it's oftentimes, you know, a uh, minor role as some kind of a thug. Um, someone that often wouldn't have a tooth. Anyway, it all comes from hockey. So Mike slash Boston, I've, well, I've heard about him for years, like I said, and I, I watched his music, and it's not as much like I consider him taking a complete 180. He doesn't always promote, you know, people meet me, they know I'm a hockey player. The book I wrote, right? I, yes, being an author is different than being a hockey player, but I was writing about hockey using the journals that I made when I was playing hockey. Now, I'm sure Mike must draw on his experiences as a person, which would mean some level of sporting 
athletic hockey background to his writing. But I've watched, I've known a couple of songs for a while. Um, but I, this morning now, when he agreed to come on, I did a little bit of a dive. I'm halfway through a deep dive. And, you know, there are clues in some of his videos being like a, a hat. He's wearing a hat with like hockey. Some lyrics might dance around it. I haven't listened to everything yet. I'm sure there are some real... I'm guessing. A lot of the music sounds introspective. Like I can tell he's writing it from personal experience. It's just not... If you didn't know he was a hockey player, you wouldn't make that connection. But uh, I guess we're all, all of us players, ex-players, whether it be major, junior, or pro, or anything, really. If you play hockey up until you're, <clears throat> you play hockey at all, if you play any sport at all and you're half serious about it, and you've been at all a decent teammate to any degree whatsoever, I think at some point you're going to draw from that experience. You could be a banker. You could be a fucking plumber, a lawyer, a doctor. I don't know. But if you've got a root in sports, you maybe find a bit of compassion for a teammate, a workmate, whatever it might be. You might, you might gain some leadership from your time as an athlete. Everybody's different. I'd like to know what the parallels are for Mike, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Uh, okay, so one thing. You know, I see, this keeps coming up, but a couple of days ago it was, I suppose, 12-31-23, meaning December 31st, 23. Most of the world reads that 3-1-1-2-1-2-3. But in North America, I guess it's one, two, three, one, two, three, right? So that was the date 12 slash 31 slash 2023, right? And there's all over Instagram, Twitter, people going, this is crazy. It's never going to happen for another hundred years. It will never be one, two, three, one, two, three for another hundred years. I see it so much. And I've looked at the comments. Reason being, isn't that the case for any date? Am I wrong? I I feel like I'm revealing either some level of extreme stupidity on my part because I look at the comments and no one has brought this up. But the next day would have been 010124, correct? Using that same logic. Wouldn't that not happen for a year as well? Or or a hundred years, sorry? You know? So by extension, every date won't happen for a hundred years. I suppose one, two, three, one, two, three is kind of amusing, I guess. But numbers are numbers, and each day I can think of some reason that my numbers are gonna correlate with something funny or peculiar. But saying headlining that this won't happen again for a hundred years is kind of stupid. No, because what's today? Oh, one, oh, three, 24. So the next time that can happen, unless I'm a complete idiot, this is going to go to, this is going to get 
fucking produced and thrown out there. And I'm, I'm either going to get a thousand DMs saying, you fucking moron. But is there something I'm not seeing? Why is everybody making a big deal of that? Okay, it was December 30. I, get, I mean, 2001. January 1st, 2001 would have been 010101. Okay. So that happened like funny num numbers like that happen all the time. When are they going to happen again? In 100 years, of course. When it's 21, 23. Or, or, or sorry, sorry. Yeah, in 100 years, when it's 2123, the year 2123, those same numbers will come up again. Of course, like to me, that's just math and time. We've constructed time into calendars. Each month has roughly 30 days. Some have 31, some have 30. One has 28, sometimes 29. Okay, it's 24 hours in a day other than leap years. Okay, we figured all that out, by the way, which was an amazing feat way back when. Um, I've always thought of that. It's just weird that we're still, like if they were one second off, when time, I, the Greeks maybe came up with the clock as we know it way back. And like if they were at all wrong, by now, it would be all fucked up. But people thousands of years ago, with not even close to the technology that we have, figured out time to the second. So much so that every fourth year needed to add a day. Which is wild. I also know a friend, Nancy Gibbons, who was born on February 29th. Um, so her true birthday happens every four years. Anyway, I just find that funny. But outside of that, okay, we came up with that. So there's lots of coincidences on the calendar. I, I just don't see why this was such a big deal that we had to post it and so many people. I mean, thousands of comments and Twitter posts and Instagram posts. TikTok, yeah, okay. It's one, two, three, one, two, three. I, I don't know. I don't find it that big of a deal. Did I make, need to make a topic number fucking one on the podcast today? No, I didn't. But I don't know. It just strikes me funny. Okay. Canada at the World Junior Championship. All kinds of people commenting. What the fuck? They suck. Lost to the checks. Give me a break. First of all, the goal, the winning goal was a complete fluke. So there's that. Second of all, I don't think Canada suck at all. Um, I just think the rest of the world is catching up maybe. Or like Canada, we're always going to be good. I'm looking at that team. By the way, it's great Celebrini and everything. And, you know, we're going to have possibly the first overall pick again. Thought he played great. But, you know, who really impressed me was the kid who got suspended for a game. Uh, geeky, Connor Geeky. Woo. Wow. Uh, like just big, tough, seeing like relentless on the four check. And I think he's going to go places. I mean, he, he looks NHL ready. Who am I to say, but he really does. I mean, in today's NHL, I mean, he can come in and be a physical presence right away. There's not going to be as much nastiness in front of the net and he doesn't mind it. I think he's going to do well in the NHL. Immediately. I could be wrong. One second, I gotta answer the phone. Uh so first of all, sorry, I had to answer the phone there and I 
forget exactly where I was, but um, I think we were talking about Czech versus Canada. First of all, Czech's not a pushover any year, really. And Canada, we're all over them. Could have scored. I mean, we can't win every time. And I don't even think it's healthy to win every time. Uh, they played well enough to win. Swiss took Sweden to the brink as well. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Germany had a couple of good games. You know, that are definitely coming on the radar pretty strong. I think Switzerland is like, for a few years now, they're not so much of a pushover anymore either. Uh, anyway, I thought Canada, there was... Lots of positives. We've got seven guys not there. Seven players in the NHL. Two of them are Fantilli and Bedard. I put those guys on our team. I know every team is losing a cup. Maybe not every team, but some teams are losing as well. But Canada the most. Um, you know, the U.S. beat Czech in a shootout. Right? I, I, I don't know. I, I look at it very objectively. I thought if I'm a scout... Like, and there's players on Canada that, like, I didn't think anybody played awful. I knew that they would have a little bit more trouble scoring than if they had a guy like Connor Bedard on their team. But, yeah, I, I don't know. We can't win every year. If, for me, it wasn't like, fuck, these guys suck. Like, the reaction of all over. I mean, again, Twitter's just poison. And... Instagram has turned into fake accounts that just want to fucking comment and be trolls on whatever thread. But I know that overall it didn't feel great. Losing in the quarterfinals for Canada is a tough pill to swallow for a lot of us. But, um, you know, look at a lot of those kids. I, I don't think that we're in any desperate panic mode here in Canada. Think we won it last year, I think, and the year before, right? Um, if there's a world, I mean, that's the way it is, and I, I do think the U.S. more than any team has has really caught up. Let's just say, even now, let's let's ignore the World Juniors. Let's say it's, there's a World Championship, uh, or or a there is one every year. Um, you know, let's just say the best players. Uh, Bettman's going to announce something soon. Let's say there's a World Cup of Hockey or an Olympics. All the best players go, okay? The first thing I'm going to say is that we would have, you know, my God, I say you know too much. You know, why did I say you know? Got to stop that. Um, I notice a lot of people do it. Anyway, we would have McDavid and McCarr. I think the the best forward and the bestie. We would have Crosby in that situation, you know, we would have Bedard. I mean, the, the the best marquee, bona fide, generational guys we have. I think. I I, I think McCarr is the best D in the NHL. Some people would disagree. Um, but you know, I don't know. Do, do we have an overall decor like the states? What about our goaltending? Who's going to step up? I think our goaltending could be. At its weakest, if you if you stand back from afar and look at all the teams that we've sent to the Olympics or World Cup over the years, it's been a while though, right? And um, that's just to be expected. If Canada won every goddamn year, everything, there would be no reason to cheer. Uh, if there was an Olympics or World Cup right now, I think it'd be interesting. Canada would definitely have a great chance to win it. One of the best teams. 
Is it a guarantee? No, I don't think it'll be a guarantee anymore. And if there is a guarantee in your particular sport, then it might be bad for the sport. Look, remember when they started doing the, if you're my age, um, the dream team, the U.S. Olympics, and everybody just, it was just taken for granted that the U.S. with, you know, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Shaq, go down the list, and we go back, Scottie Pippen, you know, every year we have the best. I'm talking, we're right there, I was naming like the 90s teams when they first went, shortly after LeBron, and, you know, just every most 90% of the notable players in the NBA are American, right? That's obvious. So it just, it felt at first, like, why even watch? Obviously, Michael Jordan, his team is going to win, right? But then a couple times they lost and a lot of the world caught up and you start to see players all of a sudden now, there's players in the NBA frequently that aren't American that might win the MVP, that might lead a team to the championship. So, and they're everywhere. And there always was to a point, but I just find it's more interesting in basketball knowing the U.S. team can lose, and it's the same thing with hockey. And we're in, in Canada, used to growing up on Canada, Russia, at least I am, and that rivalry. But even back then, Sweden were coming on, Finland, and now those teams are established and you know switzerland are coming on and germany are getting better largely due to the import rules over there right there's lots of canadians over in those leagues playing and they have kids right just sure canada had a bonk kid he's radic bonk i mean that's the way it works you move all over the world and these nationalities start to um filter themselves out right and you see a lot of kids that maybe their parents are from other places playing that's the way nationalities work I'm just saying, I, I think overall hockey's becoming more of a global game. And with that, you know, the powerhouse teams hopefully aren't going to be powerhouses for too long. Uh, Canada hockey, I think, is in a, in a great place. I don't see any problem. There's always room for improvement, but no panic button. I thought they, they went out and worked hard. It's tough to lose in the quarters, but uh, pitcher seven more players on that team that are Canadian. And um, there was so much parity in that tournament that we lost in the quarters and easily could have won it, I think. Well, easily might be the wrong word, but you get it. So I'm not going to sit here and shit on any of those teams or, or players, sorry. Uh, I think you win some, you lose some. If you're Canada, you win more than you lose. And when you start losing more than you win, that might be a bit of a time to you know, look at the situation more... Uh, attentively, but uh, no, I, I thought that they tried hard, and sometimes you lose bounces. Uh, okay, T Bone, what do you think of the Dries Dries Fogel McLeod line out in Edmonton? They're winning. I didn't see this coming. This comes from Happy D and Happy D in Fort Saskatchewan. Okay, yeah, look, the Oilers. It does. I, I, they don't. It, it, it's not a big surprise to me that they've won what five or six in a row now. After starting, I mean, they're streaky. They started terribly, and then went on a run. Then lost three or four in a row. And then went on another run. Now, McDavid's heating up. Um, I. What do I think about that specific line? Uh, happy. 
Happy D. Uh, Dreisaitl, Fogel, and McLeod. Well, Fogel's faster than a lot of people think. He's a big guy. Sometimes even looks clumsy, but I think he's fast for his size, and I think McLeod is really fast. And if those guys drive the D and open it up for Dreisaitl, who's the stir stick for that line, and, I mean, whatever line he's on, really. But, yeah, I, I think that's maybe why it works. I, I, I think McLeod... You know, if a guy's on the fourth line, Fogel and McLeod weren't on the top two lines for a while. They're probably not going to have great numbers. Uh, McLeod's going to the net a lot more. I just think, yeah, I, 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 they're good players. Put them with Dreisaitl, of course. Great things can happen. Specifically why, I really think maybe speed opens up the ice a little bit and Fogel's strong in the corners and McLeod seems to be coming out of his shell. Uh, does it surprise me? No. And... Um, there's not much more I can say. What I will say, I did have a couple of people comment on Dreisaitl and Ovi. So I had one person that is, yes, my buddy from the film industry. So he's just starting to watch some hockey, right? And well, always knew hockey, but now he's starting to watch power plays. And like if Ovi gets all these goals, he's like, Terry, why, why don't they just take him there? Well, first of all, the goals you're watching, Steve, are on the power play. So... It's tougher to get someone over there. Yes. In five on five, there would normally be, you know, man on man without breaking it down too much for you in the zone, right? So you'd probably try to keep your eyes on a guy like Ovechkin or Dreisaitl. Those are the two examples he used. Now, Dreisaitl, now, so you're talking power play, Steve, right? So you're talking Dreisaitl and Ovi. I know what you're saying. They're playing different sides of the ice. One shoots left, one shoots right. But they're kind of there for the one-timer. Now, the power play, you can't overcommit or else someone's wide open, right? That, and that's why Edmonton are so dangerous there because Dreisaitl and McDavid are two of the most dangerous players in the league. They're out there at the same time. If you overplay one of them, even on five on five, if you overplay McDavid, he's going to pass it to where you were. And if you overplay the pass, he's going to take it to the net. It's tough. With an extra guy out there, that's why. Now, I find Ovi's just sheer, his shot has been a cannon over the years. He needs a little bit of space. And, I mean, it's not only fast, it's accurate. Dreisaitl, it's not always that slapper, right? Um, he often plays right on the line, so you can't really put a guy on him down that low, especially on the power play, because someone is going to just take it to the net. And the weird, or the, the thing about those guys, the dangerous thing is that, especially Dreisaitl, I mean, he takes that wrist shot from an inch in front of the goal line and puts it like off the goalie's ear. You know that shot I'm talking about? That's, that's a legit shot. Ovi, not so much. I mean, he does it. He's just sheer, got a cannon over there. But Dreisaitl, I mean, both of them are dangerous. But you're asking me as someone who doesn't, no hockey inside and out. You know, look at, type in Dreisaitl um, power play goals and you'll see a couple. He goes up under the bar there from the side and you could never put a guy on him down that low on the power play, right? And why is the goalie overplaying it? Well, because it's tough to play. He puts it like literally inches out by the goals, goalie's ear. It's tough to play that. And if you overplay it, he's going to make a pass back door. And the whole time, McDavid is buzzing around. And then you got on top of everything, you got one of the best power play D in the league, Bouchard, back there. I mean, 
the same thing with with Washington. They're not as great as they used to be, but they've got a decent power play that moves it around. And um, if you're just starting to watch Steve, I would recommend Ovi like in another year. He's having an off year, although I know what you mean. He's open there a lot. He still goes to the same area. But watch some of his goals over the years. Just type him, type him in. Just an easy Google search will show you that. Trust me, it's the NHL. If there was an answer, people would have used it already. Those guys are premier scorers, and you can't give them any room whatsoever. That's the reason that they're who they are, right? That's the reason that um, a lot of players might be offensive. They might they 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 might have dominated in whatever league junior or college you know coming up but um they get to the nhl and you know it's the best of the best that's why like i scored guys in every fucking league i was in you look it up right even the american league right the you think about the best players on the planet in the nhl there's only six or seven hundred of them think about any other job that you do if you were like the thousandth best business person in the world you'd be a mil a multimillionaire, you might even be a billionaire at this point. Um, if you're the 900th best, I don't know, lawyer, you're probably making a, you know, you're one of the best lawyers around, whatever area you're in. In hockey, you're in the minors, right? So I played in that league, in the American League, for multiple years. My rookie year, I had 21 goals, 34 fights. Great. You get up to the show, meaning I was on the power play. I think 27-letter team, David Ling. And, you know, you get up there, and now, now all of a sudden I'm going, that's Mark Recchi. Wow, that's Pierre Turgeon. That's Vincent Dumfus. That's Saku fucking Koivu. Right? Where the fuck am I going? I'm going on the third or fourth line is where I'm going, and I'm going to like it. <laughs> right uh you know i got to try city americans i know it'd be tough to get on the power play but you know the odd one when i was 16 then next three years i'm on it but the higher you go right so it's not like i didn't know how to play the power play who was with me in montreal turner stevenson sean or scott thornton two first round picks that played the power play wherever they were but of course you get up there and okay boys time to work Bring your lunch pail, dump it in, and go hard. It's a different game. Right now, you're going to be a role player. And I'm sure that's the case for most players that are in the National Hockey League. Um, you, you check. You know, a fourth liner in the NHL comes to your beer league, and he's likely going to impress. Uh, you know, yeah, most of them have scored. At some level, those guys are just elite. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. PWHL. Decent start. So I watched the first game. I watched the highlights of the Montreal game last night. And I watched the New York-Toronto game on New Year's Day. And I got a lot of messages about it. Um, then I just read, I go to Twitter and just read the comments again, and I'm surprised at how many negative comments there are. I, like, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. I, I, I don't understand. Like, to me, are people comparing the level of play, of course it's not going to be the fucking NHL. You know? Like, for a lot of reasons. But we've needed a premier female league of the best players for a long time. Now we get a six-team league starting somewhere. It's the best in North America. There's the odd European, but I totally expect those, those doors will open. I think there's going to be more teams soon and players from all over the world. There are now, but I think it's going to be more and more Europeans like what happened in the NHL in the 80s and 90s. There's going to be more teams. Um. I'm glad people went out. It was sold out. It looked. I, ho- I hope that keeps up. I'm going to go to games in Toronto. And if I don't garner an interest after multiple viewings, I won't watch. But I think I will. It's relative terms. I don't think I'm going to go out and see Bob Probert fight McSorley. I don't think I'm going to go out and see um, Wayne Gretzky or Marilyn Mew right off the bat. I, I, But it's different. It's the Professional Women's Hockey League. My friend Maggie Connors is playing in it, and I think it was a great product. It could have been, like, the teams I know was 4 nothing, but Toronto, with any luck, would have had a couple of goals. It looks like, you know, there was a draft. These girls know what they're doing. The teams look pretty evenly matched. Um, I thought it was, it was way more physical than I thought. Because, again, I've watched the international game. I heard Tessa Banam talking. She says, geez, I wish we could play like that. Again, I don't expect there to be fights. But, like, you know, in front of the net, just like girls' soccer, watch that, man. That's real tough. Actually, you could make an argument. They dive less than the men, for fuck's sakes. But I just think for something that needed a good boost and a good start and finally got some corporate backing, I think the sky's the limit. I do, and I I really hope it succeeds. Um it's supply and demand more than anything. I've often said it. Um, but I do think the product product is there now. This isn't just a handout. They're working for it. 
and this seems to be the most solid setup that the girls have had in a while, and I really hope the best for them. And I really, my view has certainly, I'm not going to say changed. I was always hoping that they would pull it off. My interest in female hockey was always, yeah, yeah they're Canadian. If, they, if, if, if it wasn't the Olympics and it wasn't Canada, eh. But, you know, having a daughter now and knowing people directly involved, I got to say, I've watched over the last few years and I really do have a, an affinity for hockey in general, not just men's. I love watching the women, especially when they play. Uh, it was just on a world level. It was always either Canada or U.S. or I didn't want to watch. Like Finland would win the odd game. Their goalie would stand on their head. They'd still get outshot 50 to 10 and maybe win two to one. The Like once in a blue moon. But now... Any of these teams can win. So to me, is a little bit of an extra bite. And there's a lot more parity to this level of women's hockey, which I want to see. So good luck to the women. I'm going to have Maggie Connors and Emma Maltese. Malte. I'll have them both on hopefully at the same time. I sent a message off to Maggie this morning, and they're in the thick of it. So I don't expect it to be anytime soon, but uh, I am going to, I'm really interested in their perspective and I'd like to, I have so many questions for these ladies about uh, the experience that they're embarking on right now. Okay. Uh, I am back. I don't remember what I was speaking about. Um, yeah, my phone's been ringing, so I'm sorry to be a little bit distracted today. You know the reason? So there's a team, a minor professional team. The, anyway, I don't want to say who or start a circus, but anyway, they're offering me to go down and play. At first, it was like dress for the weekend and play for our team, but you know, you get to sign a card for that. So then they were like, do you want to play the playoffs? Now, that would be a big opportunity, I think to at my age and I, I know I could do it I could fit in at least I know it um, just because I'm staying in shape and I mean who knows I could go out there and make a mistake or something I'm saying overall this is the minors here the real minors like not the AHL not the East Coast League okay so um, I don't think I am it's a weird I mean what what would I say, and what are they going to market it as? Is it going to be Ted Hitchcock's playing tonight, and is it a what's their attendance? Is you know going to be a novelty? They're going to make money off that the Shorzy thing because if they are, then you want to be compensated. If I'm going to go out, and I'm not just going to mail it in and kiss babies and get a shift, I'd want to play, and that means taking hits, possibly getting in a fight going to the net hard, all of that. I wouldn't want to just half commit. So what's that worth? I don't know. To me, it's worth more than they can pay. Those teams are on a salary cap. I don't know, man. I'm got my daughter here. I'm going at the end of January to Banff. Um, you know, I generally do, do, do pretty well with these appearances and chats. I'm going to Banff to, to speak at an event and that's a decent payday, you know, same thing with in February. I told you guys I'm going down to Binghamton, 
going to Hershey. I'm going to, God, oh, Moncton. I'm going to Austin. Yeah, I keep forgot that. So I got a bunch of things coming up that can really lend a decent paycheck without having to put my health on the line. I don't mind doing it, but I, I don't see a scenario where I could go down and play in the in the in the bowels of the miners and that work for everybody. Um, so yeah, it's an intriguing phone call. I entertained it for a bit, but I don't think they're saying I get fifteen games in too. I'd have to leave right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a novel idea, and uh, fuck it. I'm good. Now, am I going to play senior hockey? I don't know. Tomorrow's the trade deadline here in Newfoundland. I got to decide. You know, I, I'm i 46, so I enjoy skating, and I do. I skate five times a week at least. That's how I stay in shape. So from that perspective, I know I'm not going to go out and embarrass. And a few years ago, I did lead the senior league in scoring. I guess that was 2019. That's four years ago. I hadn't played. This year I played like three games at the beginning of last season, and then I went to do Shorzy. So it's been more than a year. And, you know, there's a commitment. Even though it's senior hockey, you know, you want to win the Herder, you want to go to the Allen Cup. Everything that I sit here and analyze about the Edmonton Oilers, I wouldn't want to play even senior hockey without going out and giving it my all. Now, if I do that, a whole lot's happened. I, I don't really know. Since I've been, since Shorzy, I haven't played senior hockey other than those three games. And when I, Shorzy first came out, it wasn't as big as it is now. So, you know, how would people react? I mean, we're gone playing anyway. We're playing charity games. I get to see fans interact. Do I need to go out there? And, you know, what would I be doing it for? And then whoever gets me is probably going to sell more tickets because of that. And how do I go about that? I'm not saying I'm fucking, you know, I played senior all these years. And I'm, it's not like I'd be that new to people around here. But since Shorzy, I'm sure there would be, there's a new set of fans. I mean, I run into people at the mall and they ask for my autograph. And then I say, oh, you must be Abspath. They're going, no. Why you you didn't play for the Habs, did you? So it's a whole new bunch of people that just think I'm an actor, and I I mean I love it. It's part of what I do, but I consider myself a hockey player first and foremost. Anyway, I'm just thinking out loud. I really, you know, it's tough when you're. I just love being a teammate, and when when there's so much on the line for so many years, and you're playing for something important, and you're playing with hitting and you know, a possible fight, you know, it's beyond beer league and everything. Beer league's fun. And it's nice to see the guys, but when you're really competing for an Allen cup, just like again, a Canadian senior championship, or you're competing or even in the, in the, uh, fictional world of the no show in Shorzy, I mean, but you're still playing hard, right? Like there's a lot of truth. I mean, the most, I think of most shows, like there's a lot of parallels between Shorzy and actual senior hockey. Like it, people don't take it like a joke. And if you play and you go to the Allen Cup, you take a lot of pride in winning the Canadian Championship. Here, winning the Herder, you get a ring. You know, and it's sold out. No matter what, the, the, the finals are sold out. Some teams sell out all year. It's a big thing, and I wouldn't want to go into that 
half-ass, like for my teammates more than anything. And if I go, am I going to be able to give that commitment? Right? I'm taking Penny Lane to Disneyland February 8th. I'm going 26th, 27th to Banff to give a speech. Maybe I should go, you know, focus more on that stuff. Each extra radio show I do is um, money in my pocket, you know, uh, podcast, you know, focus on those things that matter in the long run. I've had enough of an athletic career, I think. I don't need to keep trying to decorate it, my resume, but it's, um, I know that a lot of people, in my position, you know, it's tough to leave the game. So it's not just hockey either. I know a lot of athletes in general listen to this. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun to be a teammate. And there's a lot that I like about getting older. But that's one of the things I don't is becoming further and further away from my athletic prime. Now, my creative prime I think it's coming late. You know, I've got another book in the works. I do like acting. I've taken lessons. I have an agent now, and I'm starting to get things that have nothing to do with hockey. And maybe I should concentrate on that because I can't get back to my physical prime, right? I can't. But I possibly can go places I didn't think I was going to go within acting, within the business community i got a drink coming out within you know just the arts community in general i'd like to i mean i'm working on a book i always am kind of i guess i take journals but i thought about maybe like ken reed really inspired me maybe putting a book out you know that takes a little bit of research on other things I, i i uh you know people that i've met in the game that mean a lot to me. Ken Reed's books, you know, each each chapter deals with a person and what they mean to that community. Maybe I can do one, a 10, a 10 uh, 20 chapter book on a little write-up on each player. I don't know, people that had an impact. Some people I played with a long time, like Sheldon Surrey and became an NHL star. Some people, a little window, Shane Corson, uh, but both remain friends to this day. Then there's people that I met over the years and playing in all over the minors that are gone on into different directions now in different parts of the world. I always thought that would be an interesting book. So, you know, these ideas, I'm always working on something, and I really enjoy that. Um, The intrigue about playing again is that I know I'm getting further and further away from the possibility and to be even wanted by a team full of professionals or senior hockey players that are a lot younger than me, in some cases decades, is a privilege. Um, But uh, I just don't think the timing's right. I know I'm talking to a lot of you too. I know I got a lot of people that listen to this that are ex-players. And when you think about how much fun, like when I think of hockey, I, it's it's totally through rose, rose-colored glasses. Like, if I think of, say, my junior team, the Tri-City Americans and the Red Deer Rebels teams, everything comes to mind from scoring goals and hanging out with the guys and laughing in the room and going on road trips and singing songs and playing cards. But, you know, the reality also sets in that it's, if, if you want to play and be committed, there's practice and there's training 
and there's um, anxiety, game day, and there's hits and fights and keep your head up and interviews and attention. There's a lot that goes along with it. Um, uh, but even that stuff, I guess, you know, is one of my uh, one of my old friends, Darcy Darcy uh, Harris in, in PEI, real good friend. I've had him on this program. He often says he's like, you know, we, it, it was it was it was hard, but would you trade it for anything? I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't. Um, it was nice to to be a professional hockey player, whether it was in Montreal. Fredericton, Idaho, Hershey, Orlando, um, or hey, even Clarenville. I just, uh, being senior, I just uh, love the game and everything that it's provided for me. Didn't think I was going there today, but anyway, I didn't know where I was going to go, as I often don't. I know where I'm going right now, though, to go to get my daughter from school two days from now. Mike McNamee of Boston Levi. And next week, next Wednesday, I got Trevor Gillies coming on. So I'm just solidifying that that with him now. He's texting me as we speak. Beautiful. He's got a great story to tell. Real role model, too. For every place he's played. A lot of those tough guys, man. They were the first to give time and money. And uh, I often say that people talk about tough guys. I mean, what you don't see that they brought to a team is that they were always charitable with their time and money, usually in the room, gel of the room. You wouldn't have them if they weren't uh, running the tunes, whatever, getting the boys going, uh, planning parties, um, planning get togethers. Uh, and Trevor Gillies is no exception. An absolute team player that got up to the National Hockey League. Because of his toughness, focus, and determination, he didn't do it by scoring goals. He did it by throwing down, and I still respect that no matter what fucking era we're in. Folks, if you're downtown St. John, you want to grab a beer, why not go to Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, the Martini Bar, the Bull and Barrel, of course, Green Sleeves. If you want to have a bite to eat, start at the Loose Tie. Then why not check out Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, and Wedgwood Cafe, who also do catering. If you want strength and balance for the body and mind, look no further than Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Ryan Power, Power Conditioning. Strength and balance for the body and mind. If you like Mr. Lube, you want to head there with your car. There's two locations. On, one's on Kemout Road. One's on Torbay Road here in St. John's, Newfoundland. See Chris Sparks at Mr. Lube. Live, laugh, lube. Pitbull Pain Relief. The paint sticks that just don't quit. Check it out at pitbullpainrelief.com. See what all the fuss is about. And, of course, true hockey. Take what's. Yours. Thank you, ladies and gents. We'll be back in just a couple of days with some stories. With this time, finally, a fucking guest. Mike McNamee in a couple of days. Catch you guys on the rebound. Thanks for listening. This has been Tales with TR 186.